veteran CPR. Have you ever thought about it? I have. Go to veteranscpr.com and check out this uh, small business of South Louisiana with uh, ran by husband and wife, Miss uh, Adrian and Miss Chavo, who has 20 plus years of experience in the medical field, who are licensed to teach BLS and certified by the AHA, which AHA stands for American Heart Association for healthcare providers as well. So are you a first time parent? Are you a babysitter? Are you someone who works around another human? And you need to get CPR certified or have ever thought about or know someone who's thinking about getting certified and just in BLS as well, basic life support, check out Veteran CPR. You can check them out at VeteranCPR.com. If you want to get in contact with them, you can check them out at VeteranCPR at gmail.com or give them a call at 337-400-6949. Next for Miss Adrian or Mr. Chavo. The amount of experience these two individuals have, I've worked with them, and it just it blows my mind just the knowledge they have, the 20-plus years of experience in the medical field. You never know when you're going to be around someone who needs CPR or just basic life support needs. But if you get with veteran CPR, then you know what you're doing, and you're not the one lacking behind. So check out VeteranCPR.com. You can email them if you want to get in contact with them like that. Or just give them a phone call. Veteran CPR. I'm, I've, you know, I've done it. Not many people have done CPR. This is something that I think everybody should have. And when it's being taught by two professionals like this and locally in the South Louisiana Lafayette area, that's something to jump on. Check out VeteranCPR.com. We, this is a, this is going to be a great one. This is a good one. This one means like a lot to me because I learned a lot from here. We got a fire chief of Iberia Parish, Mr. Guy Bona. I've been knowing him for as long as I've started doing medical. Um, as long as I can remember. That's at least five, about six years, uh, six, seven years since I was 18. I'm 25 now, so seven yeah, years. Seven years. Yeah, seven years. Man, wow. Chief, thank you for being here, man. No uh, problem, man. I appreciate the offer. Yeah, uh, you go ahead and introduce yourself, man. My name is Guy Bona. I'm the uh, Fire Chief, Iberia Parish Fire District Number One. I've been blessed to be the chief here for the last 15 years, and um, couldn't imagine doing anything else. Yeah, that's uh, 15 years as being the Fire Chief of uh, one place, but y'all obviously didn't start as a Fire Chief. How long have you? Tell us a little bit about your uh, background, where you grew up, and how was that? How was your childhood and all that, if you don't mind? I've been in the fire service for going on 36 years now. Um, I started with the city of New Iberia uh, back in 1988 and worked um, as a firefighter and a driver. Um, left and went to work for uh, Ferrer Fire Apparatus selling fire equipment. But I stayed in the fire service doing training, and when I moved, I stayed on a volunteer department. 
Then when I moved back to New Iberia, I continued with the volunteers. I was actually the chief for the Lydia Volunteer Fire Department, which is in this fire district. That's and, right. That's uh, right. Yeah, and stayed with it and ended up coming back here to <laughs> retire, doing something totally different than the chief's position, but the chief ended up uh, chasing something else that he wanted in life, and he did that, and I became chief, and the rest is just – fun all the way around man that's right how how old are you chief i'm 56 you don't look 56 man (laughs) you do not look 56 good deal that's crazy uh so being you worked for the city because i know when i used to work in this area when i was on the ambulance i know the city fire wouldn't run medical calls or if you needed they would come assist you'd have to call out if we were in the city limits and i know from here because i used to come here like i worked here like I was like I was one of y'all. Yeah. And I'd come to actually to the paid station. I started that when I was 18 years old. I was in the volunteer fire department. Then I got really close to most of the guys here. And uh, they had I'm sure they had talked to you. Be like, hey, can Ben come? And I would just oh, come yeah. like every shift almost and just stay the whole 24 hours. I, I was waiting to start to have to pay in you. <laughs> I know. I would, so that was the plan because I remember y'all were going to hire in November. No, y'all were going to hire... I graduated in December, but y'all needed you hired somebody in November, which was actually Brock. That's right. Yeah, Brock and Rick. Yep. And uh, I was like, man, you know, because after my plan was after high school, I got my EMR. I was gonna come take that physical, and I hate heights. You know, I don't like heights, and <laughs> they would all they had the ladder seventy five foot up, and uh, but I was gonna do it to come work here. And then y'all had hired somebody, and y'all had spots filled, so I went to work on the ambulance and all that but yeah yeah i would come here like uh like i almost owned the place i was here every <laughs> shift but uh what i was saying was is like y'all run medical calls at your fire district over here yes. at your station <clears throat> why why what is the difference as to why the city where, when you was at the city uh fire did y'all run medicals or no we didn't and it's it's just a choice that each of the departments make um now if the ambulance service calls out for assistance then the fire department would go and we made some runs as medical and it's just not trained that's that's not part of the training that the city was doing at the time um when i took over here we were running some medical but i did a, a pilot kind of like a pilot program where we started running everything to see what the need was and there was definitely a need and that's why we went from running 1,000 to 1,100 calls a year to last year, which was 22, we ran 3,156 calls. Wow. Yeah, out of two stations with the help of about 60 volunteers throughout the parish. And that's involving uh, fire and medical calls? That's fire and medical. We back up the sheriff's department a lot also on anything they have. Uh, we do a lot of assistance with the coroner's office also so any really anything that the two organizations with the sheriff's department and the ambulance service go to we respond 95 percent of the time with them that's true yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd remember that It'd be like three o'clock in the morning and you're yeah. getting like a chest pain or something like rescue one pulling up yep i yep. loved it man i love that that's awesome that uh that you made it made it a point to venture out and like run more emergencies yeah the fire i mean the fire service and we call it the fire service now you know it used to be able the fire department fire department but we do so much more 
and I've I've been fortunate to travel. Um, I'm the Louisiana one of the Louisiana reps for the National Volunteer Fire Council, um, and I'm also on the Louisiana Fire Chiefs. I was the president last year of Louisiana Fire Chiefs, so I've been very fortunate to be able to go pretty much all over the United States and talk to departments about how they operate and how we operate. And there's just a need. And every time someone doesn't want to do something, they call the fire department because we just don't say no. (laughs) That's that's, true. That's that's why we've evolved from fire departments to a fire service because we render the service of really whatever anybody needs. And yes, we still do get cats out of trees when people need it. I was wondering that. Yeah, we do. That's awesome, man. That's when I was growing up, man. It was, uh, I lived in Acadian Acres, so not far from that area where you at. And uh, I remember, like, City Fire would come down the road, and they would have fire alarms. I've never seen nothing, like, crazy growing up. Yeah. But, dude, like, as a kid, Chief, I was so, like, like just the picture of a firefighter in, like, all uniform, it kind of scared me. Yeah. So it's different. Like when I grew up, and then I started doing. I'm starting to wear the same stuff. So y'all do a lot of. Uh, y'all actually went last year. My little girl's in pre-K, and y'all went to her school. So y'all do that too. Y'all go to schools and like do like fire safety month. Is yep. It? We're actually in the middle of it right now. Oh, okay. We're gonna see every child in Iberia Parish from pre-K to third grade this month. We will, we will be in every single school with the help of some of our volunteers also um, doing our safety training. Plus, we do some stuff at the nursing homes um, for Christmas time and things like that. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's a different atmosphere now than what it used to be way back in the day. Um, you know, you, you talk about seeing the fire trucks and stuff. I very seldom saw fire trucks. I was working offshore. And when I came in one day, my dad says, hey, um, you need to fill out this paperwork. I'm like, hey, what is it? Well, it's a civil service test. Is it for what? He said, for you to go be a fireman. I'm like, I'm not going to be no fireman. I'm making good money offshore. So I filled out the paperwork like he asked and send it in. And I come back in a couple of months later, and he's got – there's a paperwork for me to take a test. So I took the test. Wow. Good thing. Yeah, and hell yeah. Six months later, I come back, and – I've got a job interview waiting for me when I get there. And I That's took the job as a firefighter. In the city of Iberia. In the city of New Iberia. How, how was that for you from going to work in offshore? How old were you when you first started in the fire service? Um, 19 or 20. Uh, let's see. No, actually, I was 21 because I started 21. in 88, 21. How was, that, how was that for you? Like uh, It was different? It was really different because... Coming from outside, and I say outside, you know, if, you, if you've never been brought up in a fire family, it's different. And it's, you got to buy into it. Right. And, but once you buy into it and you understand what the fire family is about, it's, it's phenomenal. It really is. I mean, it is a, it is a totally different thing when you leave home because you're there protecting your family. That's and right. you leave home. And you're protecting your brothers and sisters at the fire station. Absolutely. So you have two big families that you're taking care of, along with everybody else's family in the parish or the city, wherever That's right. you are. So it's a it's a great thing. I've I've never called this a job because to me this isn't a job. This is a career, and it's a lifelong dedication that everybody that is here is doing the same thing for the same reason. That's you know, right. They don't do it for the money. You know you. I think 
probably 70% of the fire service is made up of volunteers. You got to think about that. I mean, those guys put their, and girls put their lives on the line every single day for $20 on a call. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, different. for a fire call, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really true. Different. That's true. And it's, and I have got a few checks from those when I was, uh, <laughs> and I was like, man, because I would run so many when I was actually staying here at the station. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, they can't, that'd be like almost me working here. I was like, yeah. But I had a good time here and I, I appreciate you allowing me to come here and be like one of, one of your other guys and girls over here, you know, being a part of the family y'all yeah. have. Do you remember your, um, like your first day on the job? As a firefighter, as a brand new, did you have to go to the uh, academy? No, the um, we kind of like what we do now here. We do all of our own training. I think they do send people to the academy, but we didn't have it. But strangely enough, my actual first structure fire was the house that my mother was brought up in wow. as a young child uh, before, because she moved from New Iberia to another town. And before they moved, our first structure fire was. The house that they lived in. How was how man? I'm sure that was like. A well, wild I didn't. Run. I never knew it oh. until after I tell. You know, I get home and I'm like, "Hey, mom, you know, we had a structure fire today." And she, oh, where? And I tell her. She goes, "What house?" And I tell her, "Well, I grew up in that house as a young girl." And I'm like, "Wow!" Like it was destined to be on. Huh? Yeah, That's yeah. Nice. So it was um, is is exciting, man. And times were different. You know, it was the pre nine eleven and all that stuff, and it just we just times have changed and come around so fast and people have changed and then we had COVID came through and it just made the world a different place but the fire service just hasn't changed now you know? did it did when uh yeah that's a good point you say because i was on i was still on the ambulance when uh COVID hit how did that change for y'all as a fire service or y'all running emergencies because as an ambulance you have no choice y'all have a i don't i wouldn't say y'all have a choice but Y'all could be like, uh, you know, how was that with COVID? Like, with y'all running emergencies for something like that may have... Because, you know, we always get them calls that are like, uh, you know... Yeah, well, we we actually, we we geared back on some of the calls. So, the way we ran them, if, if the ambulance service in town, if Acadian Amos would get on scene... Right. And they needed assistance, then we were there. But if they did need any, it's not... So, we would go, but... If we didn't weren't needed in the house, then I wouldn't send anybody in the house. Right. I, majority of the time, if I was there, I went in to make sure. Yeah, I, I've seen you on say, plenty yeah. of calls. Yeah, plenty I love running calls. calls. I mean, it's just I, I just don't like sitting behind my desk. That's right. I don't. I got people that can take care of the stuff that needs to be done. <laughs> <on paper. laughs> That's it. I love running calls. I like seeing the people. I'm born and raised here. And I mean, my parents are well known. Uh, my mom was a nurse for almost 45 years. So oh, she wow. knows a lot of people. My dad worked for our parish government. He knows a lot of people. He knew a lot of people. So a lot of the people that I'm seeing in the parish know me through my family. The guys right. and, and girls here laugh sometimes. They say, we can't take you nowhere without hugging an old lady. <laughs> like, I know you her. her, yeah. You know, and that's I like being <laughs> out because I like to be able to help them. That's yeah. right. So if you wanted to, you can go on that truck outside right there and go run some calls with them if you really wanted to. Yeah, well, I, I run most of the stuff during the day with them. I just get my That's unit true. and That's follow true. them. So um, I don't want to get on the truck with them because then everybody's nervous and they're trying to figure out what, what to do, <laughs> what to do. And I'm like, no. So I just take my unit. But I try to run majority of the stuff during the daytime. And if they need me at night, they call me and I'll come, depending on yeah. what it is. 
Yeah, I've seen you at nighttime too, a few times, yeah. like late nights. I'm like, man, yeah. I'm thinking like, why is it not at home? <laughs> well, that's a damn good chief. But uh, so how long did you stay at this city? Uh, I was at this of- city for eight years. And did, so you worked your way up from a, I know, I don't know how it is for the city, but I know over here you got a, you got your firefighter on the truck that's in the back seat over here. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is what I remember. I don't know if it's changed. So you got your firefighter who is in the back seat, and then you also have like your driver and operator. And then from there, you also have a captain. Is that yeah, how it's so, still here? Yeah. So here we have a firefighter operator and those are combined ranks okay so a firefighter can work their way into driving and operating the pumper and also fight fire and then we go to the captains with the city you had the firefighter then you changed rank and went to a driver then you changed rank and you went to a captain so when i left i was a driver i hadn't made captain yet so you did you were a captain at the city no i wasn't i, did. oh. I didn't make captain at the city. Oh, okay no i was a driver and left and i went to work um my wife was going to school to finish her doctorate degree oh she, your wife's a doctor my wife is a medical psychologist wow yeah. so when we left um i went to work for ferrera and um like that's what i said i stayed in the volunteer departments doing training rescue training um selling fire trucks and fire equipment and I ended up leaving there and went to St. Martin Parish as the fire coordinator for a short time. Okay. And then um, ended up coming back here. And when you came here, what, what, what did, where did you start once you got back to I actually came here. I was hired as the um, administrative assistant and the training chief for here. So kind of like what Deuce does. Exactly what Deuce does. Okay. Yeah. Dang. And three months after, they brought me over here in April. And in July, the chief decided he was going back to his old job, which they were giving him a promotion, and left. So I worked it through two hurricanes and all the other things we deal with every day. And after taking civil service tests, passed it, and they made me the chief. Yeah, that's uh, I remember that. I, luckily, I never had to work during a hurricane. Yeah. But like, isn't this like the headquarters of everybody, where everybody will come, like the ambulance? Yes. Uh, Sometimes the sheriff's department comes. Um, the last three storms, we've had state police come stage here. Um, so what I did, like, we'll we'll give sections of the offices and stuff to them. Okay. Because um, it's it's kind of center area and it's high, so water wouldn't get to us. Yeah. So that's, that's true. Kind of where we are, and we we bring everybody in and split them between the two stations and the volunteers man their volunteer stations to keep the public safe. Yeah, so you also, y'all have more than just one station. You don't have uh, this one, like your main station. What would y'all, station one, right? Yeah, this is station, station one. one here. We have our training center, which is a full 24-7 man's fire station. Uh, we built that last, in the last six, seven years, it cost us about $4.2 million. Wow. Well, the property, built the station, and the training center. Yeah. It's very nice. I've been there. Uh, I remember when y'all were first... I think how long ago you said that was? It's probably been six, seven years now. Yeah, because I remember when I first joined the volunteer fire department, uh, we had went there one night. We had like a training with uh, LSU. How LSU would come in and do like a class training and all yeah. that. Yeah, LSU comes in and does some classes on, so, a, on a regular rotation, and they come in from all. We have people that come in from all the different parishes to come do training there at the station. That's true. How? Uh, how many people do you have working for you guys and girls? Like, 
Do you know off the top of your head? Cause I, I have I'm, 29 paid staff right now, including my executive secretary. Okay. Yep, we have, an, uh, we have a deputy chief, we have a chief of training, and we have a mechanic. And then um, everybody else is firefight operators and captains. Yeah, a few. Uh, I think a few different people came and left since I've been since I've been away. Yeah, um, some people left to chase money, and uh, some of them have come back, and some people left just for other reasons. Right. Um, but yeah, we've um, but we're full staffed right now. Um, I just hired a brand new young uh, little kid out of high school last Damn. year. So I should have been looking. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I'm glad you uh, decided to come on a podcast, man. I didn't think Anytime, you know. Anytime, man. That's nice. Anytime. Uh, but, uh, I love doing things like this. Got to get the information out to the people, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And people like people <clears throat> like hearing like stories of when I was on the ambulance. Like, this podcast is growing. Like, people all over. It's just, it just blew my mind to uh, like see the amount of people who's interested and who's listening. Like, people in Hong Kong, France. You know, <laughs> Isn't it chief, amazing? I don't know, yeah, I don't know nobody outside of New Iberia, you know? And... uh <laughs> But well, I you never know. You've touched a lot of people on the ambulance, man. You that's don't true. know who that's you true. may have dealt that's with true. on a highway in an accident. That's true. Somebody passing through. That's true. You know, we have people that stop. I've got a, a an, an older gentleman that comes by, and he's from um, Canada. Oh, wow. And he comes by on a regular basis. He's got family here, and he is a assistant fire chief in Canada. So he'll come by every six, seven months, and he'll bring – he's uh, dropped off some uh, – challenge coins for me he's brought t-shirts that had up there oh wow. him. yeah yeah so he, he'll come by and visit you know so we we do have people that come through that they try to make it a regular thing to come through and visit with us yeah, that's awesome you know? do you yeah. um i'm sure you responded to a few emergencies where it's like god you know like you get them few calls i want to like because you the years of experience you have is longer than i've been alive and you don't look <laughs> you, like your age does not like you you do not look your age and uh do you remember some of your first calls where it's like a like a rough call? My first, um, actually, my first few extrications, because back in the day, the city was contracted with the parish, and we ran out of one station, which is the um, station number five, would would come to the parish and help, and we had extrication and we did everything right. with the with the department with the district. <clears throat> And my first few extrications we did were just happened to be fatalities. <clears throat> and I second-guessed my reason for being at the fire department. <laughs> yeah, I was like, absolutely. you know, I, I didn't know that this is part of what the fire service is. Right. And um, it, it, took some, it took some thinking and, you know, made me realize, well, you know what? We'll, we'll help somebody one day. And then that one comes along that you can help somebody – and where the family members still see you every day and tell you, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's great to see you. I'm glad we, um, my daughter and I were at the bank a couple of weeks ago buying a car for her. And an elderly man was in there and he came up to us and he, he tells my daughter, he says, um, you know, it's a great man you have right there. And my daughter's like, yeah, that's my dad. He <laughs> said, yeah, but you don't understand if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today. Oh, wow. And he said, um, we had had an accident, and he had turned a tractor over in a ditch with water. Damn. And he was in the ditch for probably 25, 30 minutes. And he told me he was just about to give up. And his friend 
Now, these people are in their late 60s. His right. friend passes, doesn't see the tractor, goes right down the headland and sees the tractor in the ditch and calls us. He says, so what do I see the first person? I see a man drive up. He says, I can see you standing up there. You got a white shirt on, and I can remember your boots. And he said, I thought to myself, that man is not going to get dirty to help me. Wow. He said, and the next thing I know, you're sliding down the side of the dish to come get me. Absolutely. And it, um, it, was, it was just by the grace of God that he lived. Um, he told us that he had just about had enough because he had been hollering for 30 minutes, and he was really out in the middle of nowheres. And if his buddy wouldn't have passed right there, he probably wouldn't be here. No, he probably wouldn't be here today. And so he tell he told my daughter that story, and my daughter's just looking at me. She's like, "Really?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And his wife actually works at the bank. Oh wow! Yeah. So he has passed a few times and stopped to visit with us because that's one of our success stories. Absolutely. And that's why we do what we do because we so, and everyone really thinks about the bad part of it. <clears throat> You know, the dead, the dead right? The, absolutely. The tragedy of it. But we have a few of these walking around that every time you see them, it makes you remember, you know what? That's why I do it. Yeah. You know, you true. get the, the acts, the car wreck where the family can come back and say, you, you don't know how much we appreciate what y'all have done. Or, you know, the, the heart attack victim that we did CPR, CPR on, on yeah. and got them back, yeah. you know, and they're still walking around today. That's it. It's the those that bring up all those bad ones, you know, that helps you along. It helps you. And you come, you come in, and come into this job knowing you can't. And I mean, I did it for like, well, six years being like in medical and all that. You can't yeah. save everyone, you know. But like you said, like your daughter never heard that story. Yeah. But I was always one like I don't want to bring home to my like I'm not married yet to Lily, who's my fiance, and my kids who are young and don't need to hear that. Yeah. But like. I would never come home and really tell stories about that because I don't want them to have to deal with the stuff I dealt with. So I, yes. I get like how your daughter didn't never hear that story, you know? Yeah. And everybody just look at like <clears throat> firefighters and police and EMS and uh, like everybody and be like, man, just normal people. But really and truly, you don't know what they go through. Yeah, they're normal human beings who have to deal with things that you've seen things in the 30 something years that. Or even in one year that somebody will never see in a lifetime, you know? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, it's no so doubt. that that blows it blows my mind, man. That I saw I, I was funny you had said that your daughter didn't never hear that story, but yeah, it's uh I remember like some of my first actually my first emergency that I remember was on Lowellville Road and I was with BOM at the time, the fire department I lived in that area. And a lady was taking a left and got T bone and y'all had to use what people call the jaws of life, which is really just called spreaders. Yeah. And uh, they had to use that. And I was brand new, so I didn't get to do any of that till I started being on the truck over here with y'all where I got to do more, go inside the houses and stuff. Yeah. But that was actually my first call. They had to uh, air matter from, uh, and you had to set a landing zone, which y'all do that for the uh, helicopters coming in. And with that, like, I never did. So what do y'all just make sure it's safe enough for them to land in the landing zone? or? Yeah, so you, and we have to have a fire truck there because if something happens to that helicopter, we don't, okay. yeah, that we don't want to, we don't have to, have to wait to get someone over there. So if, if the helicopter crashed and we're not there, so yeah. we, we actually landed air med today. Oh, did y'all? Um, yeah. We just landed in Generate. They had a, uh, an accident there. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we have to forward think for everything because you know, we, we want to be there. So we're there for a landing of the helicopter 
for when they land and until they take off, we're not going to leave the scene to make sure that both of those things happen very safely. That makes sense. I never did. Yeah, it all makes I can't believe I didn't even think of that. I feel so <laughs> stupid right now. No, man. I never thought of you that. Never, you never know until you ask that question. That's man. right. Uh, so what are, the, what are the the day in the life of a chief, of a fire chief, of a... And our parish ain't the biggest parish, but it's not a small parish. It's actually really... It looks like it's growing pretty big. Like Yeah, we cover 480 square miles. God damn. With two stations. Yeah, it's it's... Fairly, it's fairly big, and we have a lot of area that we cover. My job is, it's, and I don't want to say it's simple, but everyone here has bought into what I expect. That makes it easy. Um, everyone understands what I expect. That makes That's it right. easy. Yes, you're going to have people, and the people are going to be people, and people are going to be different. And I do have those days where we have things that happen. That's my job. But majority of the time, I can come to work, run calls, um, visit with people, the, 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 my firefighters at the station, visit with the public. I have the best job in the world. I think so, man. I, mean, I think don't, so, man. You know, as as much as they fuss and complain about uh, other agencies, you know, they they look with very very positive light on the fire service all the time. And That's I, true. I don't, I don't, I mean, I understand why. I mean, we're we're better than all of them. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but I, I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree. I'd agree. <laughs> but it's it's just. You know, um, we we walk into a room, people respect us. That's right. You know, and it's just, it's different, and I, we don't expect it, but it's nice because it happens. That's true. You know, it really is. Y'all it's, have y'all. Uh, so you have people here who who's like like a captain or a firefighter who's been here for years. Yes. That that should tell somebody something right there. You know, they've been here that long. Yeah, I, well, I've actually got. Um, I've got two, um, I've got two, I'm just listening. Oh, yeah, 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 got, got, uh, his radio was in the, broken on. Yeah, Dang. football player. Oh, wow. Yeah, Nish. Um, so, I'm not, I'm trying to think of where we went. Uh. Yeah, so he, I've got actually, my deputy chief has been here longer than me. Oh, really? Yeah, he's younger than I am, but he's been here since the inception of the, fire district here so what they had before the fire district was it it was it was a it was the so they created the fire district but i was not the first chief of the fire district that's true there was a there was a fire coordinator then there was two chiefs and then i became the third chief so um there's two of them that have been here since before i became chief that that are still here One's a deputy chief and one's a captain. Now, everybody else I've hired. Right. Some of them I've hired and came back that had left before. But um, like I said, we got 29. When I started, we had eight. Damn. Yep. So I've, it's I've grown. hired. And, yeah, we've grown. We've definitely grown. And also the it's, number of calls y'all get yearly has grown. Yeah, and that keeps growing. And that's because of our medical. That's, uh, that Our medical keeps us running. 
But when I hire somebody, I'm, I sit them down and I tell them, if, if you want to run calls and you want to stay busy, this is the department to come to. That's if right. you don't want to run a lot of calls and you want to have downtime, this is not the place to be. That's at true. All. You'll, you know, it's just, it's just, it, we're busy. And I mean, I, I don't, I wouldn't want it any other way. That's right. I mean, I know some people don't like to get up all hours of the night, but you know what? That's, that's what I hired you for. That's and it. that's what we're going to do. And we're going to continue to do that. And protect the community. That's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah. So how, how is it for like a young firefighter uh, coming in? So like you said, you hired somebody right out of high school. When I was around, I know you had like a year, was it, to get your firefighter one? So you have to get certain certifications yeah, right, so within a, a certain time. As, you're, as a paid uh, firefighter, you have um, you have actually 18 months because you can do six months of probation. I mean, six months is a recruit. Okay. And then you can start a year probation. And you have 18 months to be able to get your firefighter one. Your firefighter one, what it does is affords you the ability to get your supplemental pay. And it actually, that's, that's our cutoff. If you can't get your firefighter one before 18 months, then you can't pass your probation to be a firefighter and we'll have to let you go. Damn. And I've been fortunate enough. We haven't had that issue. Ever. I was going to ask, have you ever had no, that? Never. That's never. awesome. We've that's had awesome. some people we've sent to the academy because they requested to go. Um, at only two, actually, that I've sent. Everything else, we do our own training here. Um, I just rather them learn from our training officers and our people to know how we do things because we may not do it the way some um, academies teach. So I'd rather them do it the way we want it done. Right. Here. Yeah, yeah, teach them the way you want. The, yeah. the, and it's obviously been working for the last 15 years, you know? Yeah, yeah we've been very blessed and lucky. We haven't had anybody hurt. Um, That's you know, it's it's been a good run so far. So, so y'all y'all do respond in the city limits, right? Yeah, if the city calls, if they request us, we uh we more than willing to go and give them a hand, and vice versa. They've always told us if we ever need anything. Uh, we fought a few fires. We fought the uh, Freeman's Food and Furniture Store fire together. That's not Parish. Actually, the 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 parking lot is city. The building is Parish. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we worked together <laughs> on that fire, which we needed because it was a big fire and it took us a good while. But we um, we knocked it down and saved the majority of their building for them. So. Awesome. Well, yep. man, Chief, thank you for your years of service, man. I appreciate yep. it. Keeping everybody safe. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Before we go, what are your what are your hobbies outside of outside of outside of this? What are your hobbies? The reason I ask because I see some golf balls right there. <laughs> yeah. Between. Yeah. Yeah, and you picked up my humidor to set this oh, stuff yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah. between golf and my cigars, um, that's 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 kind of what I do. I love golf. Me too. Um, I love sitting outside on the porch in the back with my wife, enjoying the time and my family. I've got a 27 year old son, and I've got a 21 year old daughter, and uh, they kind of do their things. They live their life, but my wife and I get some time to sit out in the back and just enjoy the animals and. It's, it's it. I don't do a whole bunch more than that. Um, but, yeah, I enjoy my golf and my cigars. You play that course by you a lot? or? Oh, yeah. I'm, I I'm a there. member of it. I so. play there I play there a good bit of times. I love yeah. it. Yep. I love it. It's a beautiful course. Well, Chief, I appreciate it. Anytime, uh, man. Man. You're Mr. welcome back anytime to come sit in here and talk. I appreciate that, Chief. Yeah, man. Maybe we, you know, have to do it again. Yeah. See if things change or whatever. 
30, how, how, how many years? Going on, well, it's, I'm working on the 36 years. 36 years of being in the fire service. Chief, thank you for your time. And, uh, hey, you see what it's like for a chief, you know? <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate thank it, Chief. You got it, man. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks.